0: Back here in the fast lane as we continue along on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, we'll get with Stephen Stumpf of FrontStretch.com momentarily to look at some of the developments that came out of Daytona in addition to the Liberty University car of William Byron winning that particular event and Alex Bowman, his teammate, falling afterwards. And then Trey and I will have projections tomorrow in our votes of confidence. Uh, Fascinated, though, because I'm always curious of drivers in an event like the Daytona 500. And we classify them as drivers that were running near the front of the field but just couldn't get the job done and were often caught up in a wreck late in the event. But a lot of the Ford drivers, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, all come to mind. Denny Hamlin was there. Martin Truex Jr., of course. What else is new on a tapered spacer? He gets caught up in that particular event. Um, But you get a lot of that. And how much of that skill at the end, I think there's a part of that but then there's also the element of just random variance that comes to mind. And I don't think it's unfounded to say that there's absolutely reason to, to bring that point up. And that because of the random variance and the luck, if you want to call it that, when you get that late into the process, that you're going to start to get certain drivers that reasonably could bounce back. And pay attention, actually, if you're looking at this from just a raw sports betting standpoint it tells you what they think but the odds generally don't vary a ton now the flip side is 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 there's a contention out there I don't know if I'm quite in this camp because we've seen instances like Corey LaJoy almost winning but the idea that because this is Atlanta it's not Talladega or Daytona it somehow is a different version of a tapered space well I guess technically it is but still when you're talking about drafting and working in tandem with other cars the constant element is there, and that's why you're getting a lot of the same deal that you've gotten previously when it comes to what we've seen so far. So just keep that particular thing in mind, that particular node in mind when it comes to Atlanta and what to expect when the NASCAR Cup Series heads down there. We, we're still wrangling, by the way. To connect with Steven Stumpf of frontstretch.com. If we don't get him here in the next 30 seconds or so, we'll try for him in our final segment of the Fast lane and we'll just kind of flip things over. I'll find us a backup just in case, too. Oh, yes. Well, you know, it could always be Brian Nolan on the fly. That would be fantastic. Or we may just ask Trey questions and pretend like he is the French Stretch reporter, even though he is not heading to a race until, what, a couple weekends from now? Kansas in May. Kansas in May. Well, I mean, well before that, uh, Martinsville... Bristol, Richmond, I was gonna but say, also going to do Kansas. I say, aren't you? I knew you were going to some of those. So Kansas in May is the weekend where Trey will be heading I, out. Let me pull up my calendar. Yes, because we all care certainly about what Bristol happens. Bristol is this the next year.
1: time. In, Bristol is in the a next couple one. weeks, and then Richmond, and then Martinsville, and then uh, Kansas. Trey is just going to be excited that Bristol is concrete as opposed to dirt. Well, Ty will be in one day when I go to Kansas because uh, unlike the ones near here, I have to fly back to i've been to that airport so i already know
0: you do you're very keenly aware of that trey and nothing wrong with it so more nascar we're going to try to get with steven stump of frontstretch.com a little bit later here in the fast lane but a couple of other nuggets that have come up here one is to continue on our discussion from earlier in the show about teams right now and their identity and you know to make a deep run in in a conference tournament or in march madness I think one of the most logical questions is, is do you see a path to that actually happening? And I can see one for Virginia and the ACC, if only because they understand the other teams and their game plans. I I am much more skeptical of their opportunities to make a deep run in March. At some point, the difficulty the Virginia Cavaliers have of scoring is just going to prop up. Now, how far they get depends on a couple things. One of which is the competitiveness... They show and can they avoid showing the lack of competitiveness that even Tony Bennett referenced after Virginia Tech took them to the woodshed? At
2: Castle Coliseum Monday night. It's one thing to, to try hard and everyone gives effort and tries hard. But when you're in games like this in this setting and a team is clicking, you gotta have enough wherewithal to try to somehow stop it with and smarts comes into play with that too, you know, in terms of it, you just gotta be as airtight as you can. And if they're making a lot of tough shots and doing things, which they made a share of those, um, and you're not breaking down, so be it. But um, you know, again, course, the film will show it, but um, but we better. It's one game, but um, that was a step backwards, and that was unfortunate. And uh, now we regroup and, and get ready to play. Obviously, uh, well, the team that's leading our league right now.
0: It's not unreasonable to criticize the team the way that Tony Bennett did, because it, it looked like Virginia was just totally discombobulated defensively, and I mean we all know they have difficulty scoring
1: they were also playing a team that was going in the very wrong direction and it's not like they you know it's not like tech won a close game and kind of castle kind of push you know was that plus three to ten points you get from home was the difference tech whooped them and this was a team that was going in the wrong direction in virginia tech
0: well that's a great point trey and i mean you look at the two teams surrounding that wake forest a bubble caliber team in need of wins most people think they're barely in the tournament the you can bet on this by the way they're a favorite to make it right now as opposed to miss it it's not a heavy favorite for wake forest to get in but a lot of the the experts would say right now that if the tournament started, they're on the outside today, looking in. Wake Forest on the inside looking out, barely, according to the sports books. They're minus one forty to get in. They're like plus one twenty. Oh, I think. To miss I was tournament. talking about
1: Lenardi's last projection had him out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that may have been a couple of days ago, and I don't know if that factors in the recent victory. I really
1: Pitt. don't check these until like. I, well, I I kind of if Tech I know is in it or I mean I check I'll, them. I checked the I've checked the women's one more because I'm more interested in seeing where. Tech is seed wise. Yeah. Then I have the men's one, and I, you know, I'm I'm trying to get used to the fact that he is Gonzaga on a on the bubble. Like that's the weird part about it, the bubble look, this year. It,
0: it really is, and, and that's among another, other things. And that's another question. I mean, a lot of why Virginia doesn't seem to be on the bubble. It's not that the metrics are great. It's that they have a lot of wins, and basically, uh, to a certain extent, they've taken care of business against the bad teams they play regularly in the ACC. And that can change this Saturday at North Carolina. But I mean it's like with Liberty Liberty starting out slow at Sam Houston State there's not enough margin for error on the team doesn't mean they can't win these games it, it, the fact that they have to constantly be on their a game regularly and there's not much margin for error uh, you're dealing with you know 18 to 23 year olds here and just people in general where you're probably gonna have an off night here or there because of that you're banking on the fact that that's gonna happen at some point which is why you know I'd say it's Unlikely that Virginia wins the ACC tournament this year. I certainly don't see them making the Final Four in men's basketball, but they're probably going to get in, and you never know if the right matchup pops up. But you've got to be on your P's and Q's. And if you're not early, because of the lack of explosive offensive ability with Virginia, much like with Liberty, it's going to be a real issue. And, I mean, again, to their credit, at least Virginia, they've understood that and have been aware of it as it relates to this season.
2: When you look at it and you say, look, we're on a fine line, and if we're not not right um separation can occur that's happened to us this year a few times um it happened to us you know you'd hope at this stage um that it wouldn't but it did and it's a credit to how well virginia tech played but also that uh, we we didn't have the right the right uh the right mindset or the ability to to withstand their runs to try to climb back in
0: you would hope that wouldn't happen at this time of
1: year I will say this, uh, if you want to compare Virginia and Liberty, um, Liberty probably going into the season was already in a one-bit kind of spot, So, and unlike the A-Sun, where I think in those mid-major leagues where you get to host the conference tournament, the re- like I'm not saying the Conference USA regular season matters, but compared to what it was in the A-Sun, it doesn't as much because you're going to a neutral site for the tournament. And that, the only, as long as you're a top half seed, so you don't have to play any extra games.
0: You play three and that's it.
1: Yeah, that that would be the focus if I'm Liberty.
0: I mean, in, in
1: And they have to adjust to the competition. If they, they kind of need to be more focused on, I think unlike Virginia, who needs to be focused on simply playing good basketball, if I'm Liberty, my focus is, all right within, I need to make sure, like, every team needs to make sure they're playing their best basketball in March, but Liberty, compared to Virginia, needs to basically stress that more, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, 100%, because, I mean, look, Virginia, I mean, they could lose to North Carolina Saturday, they're surely going to be an underdog, we'll cover that tomorrow in our votes of confidence. I Virginia would not ex- can, the only, like, I'm not going to say Virginia will lose out and then they won't make the tournament, because that probably would happen, but if they lose to Carolina at home, lose at Duke, and win the other games in the regular season, you would think they're in, right? Yeah, but like there is no scenario where
1: Liberty like Liberty, Liberty better win it or else Liberty not could win in. every game the rest of the regular season. Heck, they probably could have been. Well, I would say if they were like a one loss team because they probably would have beaten like an Alabama or something, so that might have got them over the hump. But if they went out and then lose in their conference tournament, Liberty's not getting anywhere close to the NCAA tournament. Is my point
0: i think that's very reasonable in terms of your assessment of liberty and just not getting there and i mean it's i don't think it's all that dissimilar to virginia in this instance as well for virginia it's the value of the double buy if virginia is not a top four seed in the acc tournament then they got no chance to win the acc tournament because at that point they have to win four games in a row and again at some point in one of those you would think they need explosive offensive ability and i know we saw that at uh at florida state But that's really the only time we've seen that from Virginia consistently this year. Whereas, you know, for Liberty, and while they haven't had it at all, I mean, unless they're the lowest seed team in Conference USA, which they're not, they only have to win three. And, you know, at that point, it's just take care of your business and it's one game to the next. Same with Virginia. Now, where it becomes a challenge is you get unfamiliar opponents in the NCAA tournament versus the familiarity of a conference opponent. That is a knock against a team like Virginia or Liberty with their limitations making a deep run. Add into it the fact that you know if you win one of those games, the road's probably going to be even more difficult each round you go because the opponent you have is going to be much more challenging and there is not that level of familiarity. So it's bad matchup plus lack of familiarity, which is no bueno if you're any of those teams, which is why you know I've heard people say there's no chance Virginia or Liberty win their conference tournament or the ncaas i mean I, we're not going on a limb and saying they're not winning the ncaas but i think if you're a fan of those teams you can at least see a path in the conference tournament we see a path to the insight from frontstretch.com that is what we will get to next should have steven in the fast lane. i've been responded that's reassuring so we'll get to that next here in the fast lane on the cbs sports radio lynchburg app